0: Hey, full-time podcaster, West Payne. Oh, hello there, Chris. <laughs> Are you ready to do a Linux Unplugged program, Mr. Full-time Podcaster? Like we've never done before. This is Linux Unplugged, episode 266 for September eleventh, two 2018. <music> Ooh, welcome to Linux Unplugged, your weekly Linux talk show that's Not just covering the news this week, we're making a bit of news. My name is Chris. My name is Wes. And Joe's here too. Yo, Joe! Hello. Hello, guys. First of all, thank you for covering for me last week. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. We're back. I'm back. It's a full team this week because we have a lot to get into. We have some major announcements that I am so excited to share with you. I have been resurrected from the hospital bed and transported into the studio just to make this very announcement. Plus, we'll be getting into some community news later on in the show. So before we go any further, let's bring in that virtual lug. Time-appropriate greetings, Mumble Room. Hey, hey. Pip, pip. Hey, hey. Woo, listen to that. That is a showing. Wow. That is a showing. And. It's been a long time since I've been able to say this. Joining us this week on the program is the CEO of Linux Academy, Mr. Anthony James. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how's it going? It's going fantastic, sir. Thank you for being here. We have a big show today, so I'm really glad you could be here. Episode 266. Now, uh, you're down there in the Tejas. I was just down there recently, in fact. If things had gone as originally planned, I would have been probably in the same room with Anthony for this episode right now. That was supposed to be last Tuesday. I was
1: instead getting
0: carved up by doctors,
1: so I didn't didn't have an opportunity. Let me just say we're all glad you are alive and well, and you look great.
0: Thank well, well, thank you. I mean that's 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 kind of you to say. Um, well, let's start with the big news before we get into the community news. It's not very often we get to be the news. We usually cover the news. Right? We're not often the news, but this week. We are the news. I'm starting off with a big announcement. Jupiter Broadcasting is joining Linux Academy. And let me be clear, this is a great development. We are kumbaya as they say. And the the biggest change that's happening from all of this has already happened. Behind the scenes, the biggest change is that our shows are going ad-free. No more sponsors on the shows. And that happened September 1st. I don't know if anybody noticed, <laughs>
1: but it did actually <laughs> I mean, it, it, went, it was out there, right? Yeah. Or yeah. not out there.
0: Um, and we're very excited about that because Linux Academy is going to be our sole sponsor. We are part of Linux Academy now. So we're dropping ads and our shows are going sponsor-free. That's the biggest change you're going to see. But behind the scenes, there has been some big news. Wes, Angela, Joe, and myself have become full-time – well, all of us except for Joe have become full-time employees – of Linux Academy. Joe is spending full-time working on JB Shows, doing production and editing. And Wes is now on board. He's going to be in charge of our content. And he's obviously been helping me out this last week as I've been out sick. We're going to be developing new processes. And so we have a core team now that's been forming for the last couple of weeks behind the scenes. And it's it's so exciting for all of us. Very And Wes and Joe, you guys did above and beyond last week while I was out. And you and Ange all worked together to make sure the shows kept going out. And I don't think we could have done that without this transition. And it just the timing just happened to work out such that it was in place. So the week that I had to go, you guys were there and in place. You had to scramble. You had to work hard and work lots of extra hours. But it was the beginning of something we could have never have done before. And that was pretty cool. So that's been huge for us, you know, behind the scenes, To be, and it's just been great, very exciting. And it means that long-term, we're going to be able to make big investments in content, make big plans, do things a little differently. The flexibility we'll have now by being sponsor-free means we can entertain new ideas and new format options that we'd never really considered. And what's great about this is at the core of it, this is Linux Academy looking for their way to give back to the Linux community. And this is how, and one of many ways, they're going to do it. And I, I could tell you the numbers. Maybe I'll get Anthony to share them. But the, the growth that Linux Academy has seen since, since 2014, when they became our sponsor back in 2014, wow. has been just explosive. The numbers don't make sense. They're so big. And they've been looking for a way as they grow to give back to Linux, as they have been successful because of Linux and building content around there. There is that, that, that shared drive that we have to contribute back. So at the core, that's what we're trying to accomplish here. And we're going to contribute back in ways that Jupyter Broadcasting didn't have the means to do before. We'll be open sourcing our shows, our production pipeline, and we'll be open sourcing any tools that we create to automate our processes or validate or ensure production. We'll be doing that in an open way. We'll be setting up a GitLab instance where there'll be issues that we can track, code that you can see. We're still discussing licensing. It's all early days, but we're really excited about it. And I I hope that we we can help make tools that help other people create content on Linux. And we'll be using the funds that we generate via our Patreon to fund contributions to open source projects and free software. Something I want to experiment too. we're going to do swag matching, where we'll do match donations for swags. We'll help people get to events, community events that are important, and we'll even work to sponsor other podcasts in the community that are contributing something valuable back to the community. And I have a lot of experience in that area. And so I will, I'm going to lend my services, and I'm going to work with these podcasts to help maybe help them grow their community a bit and become stronger. So just as an example, I mean, this is going to manifest in a lot of ways. It's early days. But as an example of something we're already taking action on, we've decided up early on to contribute a portion of Joe's production time to the Ubuntu podcast to help them with their post-production. Because like, that's an example of a show that I think is just a great show. And we need more great shows. The whole idea here is to get people excited and passionate about free software and Linux. You know, the Linux Action Show is a showcase show. They always showcase the best in Linux and the best in open source. At this show, we dive deep into the topics that matter to the users of open source software and free software. We talk about the new emerging technologies, the big trends that are coming, help you wrap your head around it. We go to the source of the people that are doing the work, and we help them communicate to you what they are doing. And I want more of that because I think that is vital to open source. We've had entire episodes where I've gotten up in my soapbox and talked about how the communication around free software and open source has a dramatic effect on the community. And we want to take some steps to help the podcasts and the free software projects that we use, for example, or that we get along with. We want to help everybody grow. We want, even if that's just they use the source that we create to help produce all of this, they use the automation tools that we extend to do all of this, even if it's just that detached, that is a success for us. And we'll be using our Patreon funding to, f- to, to, to basically fuel all of that because Linux Academy is taking care of our run costs and we don't have sponsors anymore. So we'll take that Patreon funding and we'll direct it at these types of initiatives. They'll be the funding source of our Linux community contributions and things like swag matching. But we're also going to expand the lineup on the network. We're already kind of in the next phase of this right now, and I'm very excited to announce that User Air is coming back very soon. We have a new lineup with Joe and Popey and Daniel Foray from Elementary OS, plus a fourth seat that will be frequented by JB regulars, folks from the community, folks from Linux Academy will be, we'll have a good rotation there with a core set. And Joe, do you want to share the details on when people can
2: expect that and what sort of the cadence is going to be? So, yeah, we're planning to do that every two weeks, and it's going to be released on Fridays, all being well. So the first episode, well, kind of the first rebooted episode, I suppose, will be this Friday.
0: Yeah. Isn't that oh, this I'm Friday? forward to it. Error.show is the new website. Error.show slash RSS if you want to subscribe. The new site is up. We're getting things in place in the back end. And the first episode should go out this Friday. That's great. I mean, people have been asking for user error and people loved that show. And it was just, it came down to a limitation of resources. We just knew, we knew it was a show we needed to be doing but we knew we couldn't pull it off. It's a new world now. It's a whole new world. And so that's why Anthony, the CEO of Linux Academy, is joining us today. Because I wanted to also have you, everyone out there listening have a chance to hear from him and kind of what their motivation is and learn a little bit more about Linux Academy if you're not familiar. Um, and I think maybe, Anthony, the place to start here is how all of this started. When I came down to visit you for Texas Linux Fest and then we just kind of started talking from there about ways to work together more.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you don't mind, real quick, back in what, 2014, when you first had me on the show, and then we kind of started that sponsorship relationship a little bit, we didn't, it was just me full time and a couple other people part time. And we really didn't have very many users. I think we had like 50 users at the time. And, you know, this is a real testament to actually the Jupiter Broadcasting community and, and you and everybody and all your members and all the listeners. It's actually because of them, they helped us kind of grow, specifically in the early days and even in the later days, too. But uh, if it wasn't for the Jupiter Broadcasting community, I don't know that we would be where we are today. Wow. As a company, you know, Linux Academy. So. You know, honestly, it it does make a lot of sense, and we're really, really excited. You know, it's hard to have different types of open source projects with what we do. We like contributing to them, but we really want to give back, right? We have a lot of training architects on staff with a lot of knowledge. We really want to give back and give back to the community that helped grow us. Uh, And it's funny, yeah, you came down because what it was on our April live show announcement. We were doing our one fifty launches. And uh, you were so so kind to send a, uh, I told everybody on there, we were using, uh, what we were using, uh, it was a Mac software. Yeah, Wirecast. uh, Wirecast. Yeah. And I got this email from you, and it was so nice. It was, hey, if you would like uh, us to help you actually run Linux for your broadcasting stuff, I'll be happy to come down and and set you up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so he said, yeah, come on down. Let's hang out a little bit. And uh, what, you flew down. We we joined up at uh, Texas Linux Fest. No, I took the RV down that first one. Oh, that's right. You did take the RV down. That was, that was like a – how long was that road trip down there again? It was like
0: six days down, oh, six ooh. days back.
3: <laughs> it was it longer. seems longer for some reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it did to me too. <laughs> I think I could do it in three though. I think I could do it in three.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so goals. Yeah, goals. Yeah. We'll, we'll set that up as a goal. <laughs> yeah, and then you come down and, and we hang out quite a bit. Uh, just had, had a good relationship. You come back. you know, It felt like we were – Uh, Having a good time, you Mm -hmm. know, hanging out with community, come back to the show, help us. You spend a week there. Help us get uh, set up with... uh, OBS on Linux, yep. And, uh, you know, we we have you on the show, and we do kind of a co-show. And, I mean, it's that point in time I knew we were going to be BFFs forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely clicked, and it was like, well, maybe we could do this, and maybe we could do that. And then the conversation changed to, well, maybe we should just consider this. Because the thing is, is we're both content shops. Like, what we do is make content. And there's not very many people that understand what goes into making content except for the people who make it and that is that kind of that kind of click i think is really rare where we lined up and we're we're both making content for the linux community and we both understand how hard that is and that that i think was the seed that kind of grew from from that whole thing and and now it's it, for me it's just a tremendous opportunity because i'm now going to be the vp of community at linux academy which is a fantastic role that uh, gives me quite a bit of leverage to interact with the community and grow the audience and, and grow Linux Academy's community and and one day bring the communities together even possibly if we can find a great way to do that. There's so many options and including it means I'll be able to go to more events. I'll be able to attend, uh, you know, things that are sometimes would have been way outside of my reach. And uh, we may even see one day a version of Lady Jupes going down the road, fully wrapped up, totally loaded as a podcast official bus one day. Hey, yo. So many possibilities. I thought that we were doing that first thing. I know. Really? We, we got to get on that.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really great because you're actually part of the leadership team at Linux Academy right now. So, right. And what, what's what's so great about that is, is, you know, your love and passion for the community and working with the community. And and that's what Linux and open source is all about is giving back to the community, be part of the community, helping people grow, helping them, uh, you know, stay up to date, stay in touch, learn new things quickly, so on and so forth. So it's just a really exciting time. And, and uh, you know, quite frankly, to you and the entire team, too, where we're everybody and I'm really excited to have you on, uh, and, and you guys have just done nothing short of an amazing job with Jupiter Broadcasting. Your listeners are amazing too.
0: Well, thank you. That's very kind, and I'm I'm really proud of what we've built here. And. Um You know, I never really had a big end goal in mind of being like some huge podcast uh, mega corporation. I always wanted to do it in a way that would be sustainable, that would allow us to make content that is really um, uh, focused on the actual bits of the show and not focused on trying to make ad sales and not focused on trying to be flashy and click grabby so that way people want to throw money at us. And I never even wanted to entertain the idea of anything like a paywall to try to make this sustainable because that seemed so opposite of what – is natural to the free software community. And this gives us an opportunity to stay focused on the content, not worry about jumping and chasing sponsors, while also coming up with new ways to maybe talk to some of the people at Linux Academy that are just really, really massive topic experts on some of the things that we cover.
1: I've been so, it's, it's just incredible. There's yeah. so many, so many resources, so many knowledgeable people at Linux Academy.
0: We had, you know, Wes has had an opportunity recently to go down and meet the Linux Academy folks. You spend a little time in Texas and uh, you really see it's an, it's an institution. It's an operation. And there are, there are people there that are, are really smart from Red Hat and Rackspace and people that are deep into Azure and people that are deep into OpenStack. And I mean deep. And, it, and they care about it, right? This is what they live and breathe, and
1: there's just so much passion.
0: They're contributors in some cases, and uh, there is and they are, have been so heads down and focused on creating content that they haven't really had an opportunity to put their heads up for air ever and, and talk about what they do or talk about what they know. Um, And there could be some big opportunities there for future shows and future content, so... I, my head's spinning with all of the ideas, um, and I'm not kidding. Like I, I drug myself out of the hospital to be here to talk to you guys about this because I am so excited. I'm a little concerned that uh, you referred to us as a mega corporation. I don't know now. <laughs> no, I said an institution. Well, I mean, <laughs> what was it that we just saw? Like in the Dallas paper, uh, that the, the, the one of the papers in the Dallas area came out and listed Linux Academy as one of the things that's attracting people to the area. I mean, they are seeing phenomenal growth. Uh so it's you know it's you you're humble about it Anthony but you have I think I'll just I'll just put it as this you have a a way of talking about the students and aligning people's priorities that um it isn't bullshit it, like it really registered with me because you do it even when it, no one's ever going to see it when no one'll ever hear about it it's behind closed doors or it's in a private secure chat you still do it and uh, that is how I feel about the audience And this is the same kind of respect uh, that I have for the audience that you have for the students. And that I think was the thing that I said, this, we have a lot of common ground there. Oh yeah. I am. Yeah. People in the chat room are asking, how do I feel about it? I'm very excited. And I think it's going to be great for the community because we'll be, we'll be in a position where we can contribute back in a way we never could, which is something I've talked about for years, trying to accomplish. And, uh, and for me personally, It means I have things like medical insurance now, which um, probably just saved me from total financial ruin because I've spent, I've just gone through two visits to the ER, one major massive surgery, a week plus recovery in the hospital, and uh, I I have two months of intensive recovery at minimum ahead of me. Um, So I could only imagine what the cost is. I have not yet even seen the first bill for the first ER visit but I can imagine that it would be financially devastating to me. So this has been a very good opportunity for me. The timing of it worked <laughs> out pretty good, um, both from having West to be able to join us full-time, to have Joe to be able to join us full-time and become even more integrated in our production pipeline, which is bringing up our quality across the Amazing. board. World-class editor, Woo! Joe Resenton, everybody. And to be able to reach out to the Ubuntu podcast and say, hey, we'd like to do this for you because we like you, and we think what you guys do is important, and we want to help make it sustainable, like having the ability to do that now is the kind of thing that I've wanted to do for ages. And I think it's what takes a a Linux community podcast to the next level when you can start to become an active participant in the community and how you contribute. So there's a lot of possibilities down the road. It's early days. We
1: don't really have much more
0: plans to change things immediately other than adding user error.
1: And, and things that we have now are just going to get better and have more focus and attention. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and so uh, with that, that is our opening to the show. Uh, Anthony, is there anything else you think we should touch on? Ah, you know, I don't. I don't think it is. I just want to say it's great to have you all on, and
3: and don't uh, don't underplay your your situation there. Make sure you get some rest and take care of yourself.
0: Community needs you. I know. I will. Amen. I will. Wes and Joe and Ange are going to have me covered for the next few weeks while I recover. I'll be on some shows as I can, um, because I love doing it. But yeah, I'll definitely be tapping the brakes a bit more, and those kinds of things a little slower on social media. But I'll still try to make my presence and try to respond to people as I can.
2: And we need to thank Wimpy as well for uh, stepping in for TechSnap. That was very much appreciated.
0: Yeah, thank you, it Wimpy. Was, it was a great episode.
2: My pleasure. It was a lot of fun.
0: So uh, with that all said, if you have questions about this or concerns, let me know. You can email me or you can tweet me, and I will be collecting them and creating a FAQ at some point and releasing that. Um, I want to give the other shows on the network a chance to also collect the questions. The shows are remaining, the uh, BSD Now guys and Ask No are all staying on the lineup, and we're excited about that too because uh, I think it's going to be better than ever. We'll have more resources than ever, and and we don't really have uh, there's no editorial um, influence in what we'll be doing there, anything like that. They they're still their shows, they own them, and they get to they get to produce them, and we'll still run them, uh, but they'll be ad free now because we don't have to run ads anymore to sustain them. So that's, I think, the, probably the biggest change there. But if you have questions about any of this, email me, tweet me, and I'll be creating a FAQ. I'll also be listening from the guys on the other shows and and and, and correlating all their questions too. What do you think, Wes? Um, oh man, you
1: think? It's just, this is just so exciting. You've said all that really could be said. It, it, the thing for me is just that you care so much about this, and this is just a move that means you and the rest of us can spend more time focusing on it, doing it, having more time to engage with the community and the audience, and just... Spending all of our energies making this better. I'm really excited to be working with you and Joe. You know, it's been it's a it's a great team we've got going here. It's and, something like you you
0: you have been doing in your spare time for years now, and Joe's been cramming it in as he could for a year uh, uh, at least with LAN plus yeah. a year plus, and and uh, and now it's a formal thing. It's a real thing. It's it's our job now, and uh, I think it's a great team, and it's going to get even better. So it's it's so wonderful for us because it's it's behind the scenes. It's just super exciting. And uh, it just, and that that energy just feeds into the show,
1: yeah. So stick with us. I mean, this is all very new. We're not going to make a huge a bunch of huge changes right at the start, but there's a lot building, and JB's not going anywhere. It's going to be better than ever.
0: Mark's in the chat room from the Ubuntu podcast. Mark, go ahead. hey, yeah.
4: um I mean, from our point of view, it's really good to um like have Joe on board doing this. It means that we, we can focus on the bit which we really enjoy doing, which is you know being up once a fortnight and having a chat about stuff, and not so much about all of the
5: other stuff we've got to do around it to get the podcast out. Which we try and automate as much as possible, but
4: you can't automate Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is well put. Yeah, I'm, that's exa- and that's exactly what we were thinking. You know, keep and make it sustainable that way, make it fun, keep it going. So I'm 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 really glad that uh, that worked out. Um, yeah, I so yeah, I I am I am elated, and uh, I also uh, get to be a big boss now. I'm a VP at Linux Academy, so uh, and Anthony's gonna have to put up with me as part of his leadership team now, and uh, that's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> 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 You're gonna love it, Anthony. Don't worry, I'll just be ruffling feathers. It sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Doesn't it sound great? Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming on and chatting with us about it. Uh, you know, the the mumble room's always open if you ever want to join us for a show and and uh, chat about stories or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, you know, if people are excited, go check out, go, I'm going to say this, and nobody asked me to, it's not an ad, but uh, if they don't have a heck of a sale right now over at Linux Academy, if you're excited about this, um, go to Linux Academy right now and sign up because it's 299 bucks for the year, which makes it like less than 30 bucks a month. And correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, but if they get that price, it stays that. Like that's their membership price as long as they are a member. It doesn't like reset at the end of the year.
3: Yeah. And in fact, we actually have, if you recall, our pricing back in 2014, when we first started talking, we have people who have never canceled their membership. And the price has always been the same. And we always like to reflect, uh, you know, pr- pricing for what was, I think we had like 12 videos or something back when we first talked. So the pricing was a lot different back then. They still have that same pricing, uh, regardless. So if wow. you have it, you get to keep it forever. That's phenomenal. As so, an individual,
0: so if you're pumped, if you're if you're even half as pumped as we are, uh, this this is really great time to sign up with that two ninety nine a year because you can lock it in. Yeah. And you don't have to think about it. You
1: just have access when you want to learn something. There yeah. you go.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Anthony, I yeah, thank you very much for joining us, and enjoy your evening down there. Stay dry because I know it's, the weather's getting crazy down in Tejas.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. And welcome, uh, welcome to all of you. Really excited to have Joe and Wes and Angela and you and everybody on the team, and and welcome to the community. And again, thanks to the entire community for your support on Linux Academy uh, in the early days. That really kind of helped us make you know it is what it what it is today. And without the community, it never would have happened. So I appreciate you letting me come on, Chris, and join in on that announcement. I know it's uh, I know it's for you guys, but I appreciate uh, being able to come in and do that with you and. And uh, I look forward to working with everybody as we go forward.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for making it. Um, and uh, let's uh, let's keep rolling into the show. Oh boy, there's more show. Yeah, there's more show. Again, if if you if you folks out there have questions, send them in to me, Chris at jupiterbroadcasting.com. and I'll be collating a uh, FAQ later on. I don't know when. Once we get enough questions in, I'll uh, I'll put that all together. But let's talk about um some some things that I suspect people may be interested in. We'll just do a couple of stories, and then uh, and that, that'll probably wrap us up just because I'm starting to hurt a little bit. But uh, NextCloud 14 came out this week. Oh. NextCloud 14 came out, and uh, everybody is probably kind of familiar with the whole Dropbox situation, so these announcements are even more attractive than ever. A couple of features in here, though, that I think are pretty fascinating. They're doing something called video verification. When I saw that title, I was like, what, is that? what does that even yeah. mean? It's not like Face ID. It's just a way to identify the person you're about to share a password with before you actually send them the password. You know, the camera pops on. Is this actually the right—is this West Westpane that I'm about to send this password to, or is it somebody pretending to be Westpane? Right.
1: Payne? I mean, like, so often you have to establish some sort of side channel anyway to go communicate a password. You don't often send it in the same medium that you're discussing other things. This just automates that.
0: Yeah. So uh, NextCloud 14 is also bringing in two-factor authentication support with a new gateway system that lets you use SMS or Telegram or Signal. Hey, I use those already. That I love. That is super, super great. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, there's been some improvements for system administrators. It's received restructuring of app management so you can uh, update apps across multiple categories. And the one feature they added that I think is pretty cool is NextCloud now supports logging in to the system de- or I'm sorry, logging to the system D de- log. And uh, users are notified of major changes with a pop-up first on login. So like when you upgrade now, you get a pop-up saying here's what's changed. Oh, hey, that is, that's is—that's professional. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's a little news for you. There you go. Of course, uh, of course, that's not all the news we have. No, we also have some strange developments and also really positive developments over at Solus, a distribution that we used to follow
1: quite closely, but things have quieted down. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked about it here on Unplugged.
0: Yeah. And uh, Josh over at Solus just recently posted about supercharging some of the infrastructure. And I have noticed a lot of package activity, a lot of development happening over at Solus recently. But when you read through the changes in the infrastructure, it appears that the core team that remains, Sans-Iki, was unable to maintain that infrastructure fully, um, and they were unable to get communications with Ike to take control. And it also sort of lined up with while Ike I think, was traveling, and they say because of the timing of these upgrades and our lack of access to the solusproject.com domain, Brian and I are going to be shifting Solus services over to a new getSoul.us domain. They're hoping it's a temporary measure, but it's unfortunate the timing of this has lined up with Ike's move to England. However, we take full responsibility for not prioritizing for several bus factor issues that would have made this transition smoother. So I'm assuming the transition is that Ike is no longer involved with the Solus project. But
1: but was maintaining a lot of that core infrastructure. And
0: there's there's not really clear communication here if that's the case or not.
1: Right. Obviously, there's problems of some level. They don't have access now. Exactly why and how much communication that we don't know.
0: It's very, it's very odd, and it's, um, it's, it's, it really pisses me off because it means Noah was right, you know. And I just hate that. I just hate it when Noah's right because he, he and I would get into arguments, and I'd say, no, nah, Solus is different. Ike is a passionate visionary, and he would say it doesn't matter. They're a small distribution, and they disappear, and then you get screwed. And I would, I would, I would argue back, but this time it's different. This time it's different. Look, he's gone full time now. He's gone full time. It's so different, Noah. You're so wrong. He was completely right.
1: Or I mean, was he? I mean, there's still there is It's getting supercharged now.
0: Yeah, I hope. He, I maybe, maybe you might be right. Maybe there's a chance. Um, I wonder though. I would kind of like to open that up to the mumble room. What happens when the when the main visionary driver behind a project fades away? Is are the projects do they are they ever really the same? I'm trying to think of some examples of like I'm trying to think of maybe some projects we know of that had I mean,
1: Python's a recent example,
4: but a little too new to yeah. comment on how it goes.
1: But that same kind of vein, though, you're on the right track there.
4: I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of projects that were started in the the Linux world that were that the people who started it are nowhere even near it.
0: Yeah, like some like you mean you're talking just like old old projects that has been around forever. Yeah,
4: and like the big like a lot of the big ones like like most of the big ones have the people who started those are nothing to do with it anymore. Okay, okay. A, a good example pipe. would be like uh, Emacs. Yeah, Yeah. GCC. Or Gnome, or Debian, right. or KDE. Ooh, or...
0: Gnome, yeah, Gnome is a good one. You're right, you're right. What about things like Budgie, though? Like, Budgie seemed like it was, you know, sort of an uh, Ike-specific creation. Like, does Solus now continue their investment in, in Budgie, which is based on some maybe older technologies
6: that were going to get replaced? Solus and Budgie aren't the same thing, though, right? Right,
0: but it's their, it's their default desktop
6: environment. Well, it is, but it's a desktop environment. There's nothing to say that Solus couldn't live on using another desktop environment as its default. Right.
4: That's what I was just speculating, is maybe Plasma. <laughs> There's a lot of effort in the GNOME version of... Right, right, right. That is true.
0: And Wes just did a little review of uh, GNOME 330 on uh, Linux Action News last week. Sounds like you're running it right now, too, yeah? Yes, I am. Yeah, all right. So maybe it's... uh uh maybe it's uh, Right now, we'll just call it a transition. And it could be a good thing? Could be a bad thing. I mean, really, it, it seems like Josh and the folks around the project are still working their butts off on it. Like, I was just looking at some of the updates. Like, they're still cranking.
1: It's a hard question to answer, right? Like, I think you'd be hard-pressed to, to pick distros at random and see, well, how real is that bus factor? How much community support is there? Or is this really the work of one or two people? Yeah, It's an interesting case study.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I find I find um, every time this happens, you do have to take each each incident into its own like individual space. Like you can't immediately lump in like past projects that have faded away and things like that. But it's tempting. I'm certainly tempted.
4: People said things about solos changing things and it was gonna you know end badly, and it didn't at any so far. You know, when they went rolling, it right. didn't like they didn't really collapse or anything.
0: Right, so. right. Yeah, yeah, There have been yeah, the sky's falling calls before. Joe, you've been awfully quiet on this topic. You don't have thoughts on this. <laughs>
2: I have a lot of thoughts on it, but it's very awkward for me because obviously I worked with IKey for the best part of a year on Late Night Linux and had a lot of off-air conversations with him and have a lot of insight into this, but I don't know how much to share publicly. I mean, it was quite clear that he wasn't that happy with his life and he made some major changes. He he posted all over Google Plus about it, you know, how he was uh, getting a bike and getting fit and losing weight and, you know, paying attention to his appearance and everything. And then suddenly he, start, he says that he's going to move to England. And, you know, I think he'd said on air that moving to England was not something that he wanted to do. Even going there for things like Fostalk Live and Ogg Camp were just not on his agenda. And then suddenly he goes over there and then goes "Well, I mean, there's a post on the the Solus Forum, someone asking, this is a couple of weeks ago, where's Ike? Um, You know, when he first moved over to England, he posted about having the flu. And, you know, which is not surprising, you know, when uh, you do... He, he talked about driving for uh nearly uh 12 hours or something to from ireland to england and if you do that without sleeping and stuff it's not a surprise going to somewhere new that you're going to get something like that's for sure be potentially laid up for a couple of weeks um but um then then one of the devs replies saying that um he was struggling to get an internet connection now uh there are very few places where you can't get at least some internet connection to at least talk to the team and sort out this domain issue it's it's not a good sign when you have to change domain for your project it means that whoever was controlling that domain cannot be contacted or is is hostile i don't think that he's hostile in any way i think it's just that he's disappeared he's he his life priorities changed shifted and clearly he's not involved with this project anymore you only have to look at the evidence. If you look at the um, the fabricator for Solus, you look at the GitHub. You know he hasn't committed. You know he's not pushed any commits for a long, long time now, since July, and he's he's just not involved with the project anymore. And it's a shame to me that Josh is running this thing and not being straightforward about that. I mean, if you read between the lines, you can see that clearly. Ike isn't involved, and I just don't understand why Josh doesn't come out and say it. I've I messaged him about that. And he just didn't reply to me, and I can see why he would want to be a bit cagey, hoping that Ike's coming back. But at some point, you just have to admit it and you know, say to your community, Ikey is gone, and we're ploughing on without him." I don't know that you can necessarily draw that conclusion, though. You, I mean, from the outside, it's it's very easy to speculate. You know, someone hasn't posted; they've they've not um, done any development, and we've not heard from them for a while, but yes real life gets in the way whether it's you know children or surgery. changing country or <laughs> yeah <laughs> surgery or getting married or whatever it might be things get in the way and and sometimes you want to go offline for a bit and you want to yeah. do whatever you want to do to get your life in order and that doesn't that doesn't mean that he's gone it just means that he's not here now we've had people in the ubuntu community who've disappeared like Properly disappeared, and then they just pop up out the woodwork years later and say, Hey, um, you remember me? And everyone's like, Yeah, welcome back, come on but, back in and welcome them back. Uh, you don't have to like have a funeral for them, right? Okay, that that is one thing to just dis- disappear, right? And some people do that, and you know, if Ike had just disappeared, but he is the lead, the founder of this project who. It seems controlled the main domain for them, and we're not talking about just the website here, or the forums, or the fabricator. We're talking about the repos and everything. Yeah, that's a mistake. You know, so, something has gone badly wrong here. Oh, yeah, I, I'm a glass half full kind of guy.
0: I think I think I see it both ways. I think Poppy's right. You know, people need to human up sometimes. I I have changes I've got to make, and uh, you know, I've got to I've got to deal with that. And um, Ike probably went through something similar at the same time when you create a, something like a like a semi popular to popular linux distribution desktop um there is a responsibility to the end users as well like there is a there's a contract essentially there that you're making if, when you're saying i'm making this product and and uh, it's it's like josh writes in the post like if if you don't plan for the bus factor then it's your responsibility to take care of it and be at least communicative of like domain passwords and things like that. So I can see both sides of it. I hope that it, it, the end result is the Souls project continues and Ike is able to make whatever changes he needs to be happy. That would really be the best case scenario. And um, I think as someone who's enjoyed Souls, uh, I, I have nothing but support for the current team. They're all good folks and they're all hard workers.
1: So hopefully it works out. What do you think? There's plenty to be hopeful for here. And you're right, it is complicated, especially in this. This is something we all worry about. Maybe this can be a good example if you're out there and looking to start your own distro or working on your distro. Bus Factor's real, and especially when you're volunteering your time to a project that that you just have, you know, just spare time. Anything can happen. We've yeah. had a great number of examples. Get that taken care of early, at least, you know, if you have trusted people that you can share credentials or set up a, a system to do that.
0: Do yeah, Wimpy and I, and I know you too, Wes, Uh, are, but Wimpy and I have talked about it off-air quite a bit. Is you know we're big fans of automating as much as you can of processes like this, so that way things are um, more push button. They're not as manual, and you can hand. It's easier to hand off something
1: yeah. like automation that. often forms a sort of documentation as well.
0: I, I'm always I'm always sort of impressed with the things that Wimpy's automated. Uh, you know we've looked at is uh, it it's Pod Publish right Wimpy that uh, you've tooled away at for yeah. a while yeah. Brilliant little system that maybe we can help with someday, you know, and 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 add, and add things to it, like chapter markers, chapters. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah, it would. Um, and I I really think that's the way to do it. You know, is try to build a system that you can hand off, and and I am learning that. Very hard this last. Week. And
1: it's an easy thing to say, right? Of course, because yeah. because we all know it. We think yeah. it in the back of our heads. And but you're busy, and you're just trying to get the next show done, or whatever it is. But, but yeah. it is it is a serious if thing. You ever,
0: if you ever wind up in the hospital and you're sitting there responding to work questions in the hospital bed, well, it's not fun. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so in the case of PodPublish, my circumstances were fortunately uh, much more luxurious than yours, Chris. <laughs> I was I I was uh, away working and then away on holiday, which meant that I wasn't involved in the Ubuntu podcast for a month. But because we've created Pod Publish and that tool automates so much, Popey and Mark were able to publish those episodes that I wasn't involved in because normally I, I do the publishing right. bit. But because that tool is there and it automates 99% of what you need to do, it was trivial for them to just keep on running.
0: That's exactly it. So that's, that's really all I have planned for us today. I wanted to have those conversations and I wanted to share our our big news. Um, it, I guess, too, I, we could take a moment if anyone in the mumble room has questions or thoughts about uh, the announcement of JB and Linux Academy joining up, but uh, also the audience is welcome to submit them via email.
1: Yeah, reach if out you, to the, the hosts that you have, are curious about or just the network in general. Yeah,
0: um, and I guess I'd leave, too, with just uh, maybe expect to see a little less of me for a while. I'll still be around, but I won't be as working as much because I'm going to have to take days off. And whatnot for recovery.
1: Quiet force in the background, keeping things going.
0: I only really got my voice back a couple of days ago because they put a tube down my throat to breathe me, you know? And so I'm still – it's a little scratchy right now even. So it's probably – that probably means as the voice runs out, it's time to wrap it up. I know these episodes have been short recently. uh, And I do apologize for that because I don't intend them to be less than an hour. But – it is what we've been working with. Because it turns out I had been broadcasting for a few weeks under in a pretty bad situation. I didn't realize how bad my situation was. And so I was just pushing through it, thinking it would get better, and it didn't. And so there you have it. So that, they have been a little shorter. I apologize. But that we've packed so much into this episode, and we have so much in the works and so much planned that, uh, trust us, that's just the beginning, really. And uh, with all of that, I'll I'll add, go get more of Mark and Wimpy and Popey over at the Ubuntu Podcast, ubuntupodcast.org. And keep an eye out for User Air, starring one Mr. Popey, Joe, Daniel Foray, and your friends that'll be joining from time to time on the User Air show. It's uh, error.show.
1: Error.show.
0: And error.show slash RSS for the feed. And uh, like Joe said, there should be a new episode on Friday, and it'll be kicking off from there. Super excited about that. It should be in all of the podcast um, you know, directories and whatnot already. So go get subscribed. Go get more West Payne at TechSnap, TechSnap.Systems, where you can hear a recent special episode with one Mr. Wimpy, which was fantastic. So much fun it was it was the one thing that's been kind of neat for me is i really enjoy you and joe on lan and i really enjoyed you and wimpy on tech so i've been getting to listen you to have more shows i have which has been useful because i've had a lot more downtime recently <laughs> glad to help <laughs> so it actually has been pretty neat for me uh but i've been getting a lot of notes from people asking how i'm doing um a lot of people assuming i'm on vacation which is flattering not the case. We wish. <laughs> I do wish that. But in the meantime, the shows will go on, and I will be back in full health in short. And we have so much in the works. I've never been this excited. So Stay ma- tuned. We've got a great team now, full-time team. We're working for a company that knows content, who has developers and marketing and like actual departments of people. And- PMOs that can help us make project plans and is behind us contributing to open source and sending me to events and all of it. It's just gonna be a huge, huge upgrade for us. So we're very excited. We'll be sharing more details about the projects we plan to open source, the licensing that we'll be choosing, all of that in future episodes. And I hope we'll see you right back here next Tuesday.
2: Chris, I think you should go for a sit down, and Eric, the IT guy, should tell us all about the Libre Application Summit.
0: Oh, you're right. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Oh, I got, so ex- I got so distracted by all the news. Eric, why don't we spend a little of the post-show talking about the Libre Application Summit? And I will. I'll sit down, and you can have the floor. What do you say?
5: <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Uh, I mean, I did unpack my entire Jeep just, just for you, Chris. So I, uh...
0: Well, you know what? The good thing is the post-show <laughs> people will be listening to because it's a short show, so it's basically in the show. I, how was it? How, how was the whole thing?
5: I had an absolute blast. I mean, there was, there was about 60 unique people there. We averaged about 40 a day. The talks uh, just got better and better every day. Um, I think in the long run, uh, the going to that conference is going to cost me a ton of money. Uh, I uh, I got to tour System 76. I got to I got to sit and talk with uh, pretty much their entire staff, and and uh, I really love Craig and, and his uh, his vision for for 76. And uh, um, then also attended a talk for uh, from Purism about the Librem. Um Kind of the the short version of that was that uh, I, f- I feel like a a phone. Whether it was built for um, built for privacy or just built to run Linux is something that our community needs. Um, I, I at this point I'm probably going to pre-order it just because uh, um, I feel like that's that's something that needs to happen. It doesn't matter how hard or how long it takes to uh, to get there. I, I feel like that's just something we need. Um, but uh, as as you hear a lot from people that go to conferences, the best part was was literally the hallway track. It was we we had really long breaks, and and people would uh, would pull out their laptops. And there's folks from uh, from Red Hat, uh, namely the uh, Flatpak project. And just about every talk there was. Uh, there was questions from, from the flat pack guys about uh, how they're how they're developing applications and and uh, whether or not uh, they could put that into a flat pack. I mean, it, the only thing they didn't try to put into a, into a flat pack was lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great conference. Um, one of the best things I think to come out of this particular conference was that uh, KDE uh, sent a few people. Um, so it wasn't as gnome-centric as, as the first iteration of the conference. And I I think for the, for next year, there's going to be some rebranding and some sharing of resources and personnel. Um, so that next year it was, it's going to be more community-centric as opposed to gnome-centric. Um, so I know, I know KDE's part of the, the reorganization plan for next year. They, they added a couple of people to the group um, elementary. Uh, Daniel and Cassidy were both there. They, they are some amazing guys. Um, I, I had a lot of fun getting to know them and talking to them. And, uh, and I, think, uh, I think they both signed up to be part of uh, the Libre Application Summit uh, committee. Uh, one of the things we're going to bring up is, is a rebrand and a rename. Um, mostly because it's really confusing to people who are new to the, uh, to the community to, uh, well, is this Linux action show? Is this like, yeah, I was a- going
2: to say not to mention the acronym.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um. But uh, so that's that's definitely on the plan for next year. Uh, We've got a bunch of folks uh, from let me see who I can name off the top of my head uh, from Spotify, from uh, I think uh, Nylas or uh, the the company behind MailSpring. Um, and, uh, I know, I know a bunch of folks from canonical wanted to come, uh, it just didn't work out timing wise. So I think next year there'll be a slight shift in when this conference happens, um, that way more people can attend, uh, with, with expanding the, by, by expanding the committee that's planning the conference, we can get things planned and, and set up sooner. That way, next year we can get more uh, we can get more attention around this conference. We can get more people involved and try and present desktop Linux as a unified front instead of GNOME versus KDE versus uh, LXDE right. and-
0: it sounds like those seeds were laid, uh, you know, in this one. So that's amazing.
5: Very much so. And, and, uh, and one of the, probably one of the best parts, one of the coolest things I I got to see was there was, uh, one, one of the days I was there, I was supporting my Jupiter broadcasting shirts. And and so some people recognized me from, from, uh, being in the mumble room on this show. Um, but, uh, that, that's kind of a selfish, uh, take on that. But the, the best part was some of them were from the local colleges. They heard about the Libre Application Summit from the show. And so, they all pooled their money and they bought tickets and they all carpooled out. There's two different shows oh, there awesome. in two yeah. different colleges, wow. and they, they were some of the most involved in the Q&A sessions. They, um, uh, a couple of them have a digital signage project that they're working on. And, uh, I'll, I'll try and track that project down. I, I know I, I know I put it in the Ask Noah Show telegram, but, uh, I'll, I'll track that project down. It was a, it was a neat idea to use, uh, to use Python and Raspberry Pis to have a, a central server that's, that's sending out, uh, all, all the content from PDFs to MPVs out to Raspberry Pis across their campus. Uh, I think it's just, uh, their campus lab right now, but, uh, um, they've got some really cool ideas to spread their project across all of their campus and and uh, so they, they kind of announced that and some some folks took some interest and and I uh, one of the schools is uh, um, There was a couple of gentlemen uh, that uh, will be joining the engagement team for Gnome. Uh, So they're going to try and uh, Sumner, thank you so much. It's it's actually in the IRC. It was the Colorado School of Mines uh, called Visplay was the name of the the, uh, application that they're working on. And uh, it it was it was great to see college students getting involved and asking, okay, so how can I help spread the word around my campus and to to my uh, computer security club?
2: And uh, so it was great to see folks getting involved. And how much of it was technical then? Like what was the balance between technical talks and more kind of overview strategy stuff?
5: Um, The talks themselves were about 70-30. A lot of it was pretty deep into the weeds. Um, So as as just a dumb systems engineer, I didn't quite understand all of it. But um, there was... Um, one of the talks, uh, one gentleman from a company called Free Hive, is actually uh, made me think of Brent because he is a graphic designer who got tired of being held hostage by Adobe and the creative suite, and uh, is rebranded rebranded his entire company and went open source and said it's you know, cool. a hard journey. His company is called Free Hive, F R E E H I V E. Um, And he was a very dynamic speaker, and he really brought some interesting attention to the developers um, and Gnome and KDE about the problems that are out there and some projects that that could use some extra love. Um, And I love how the IRC is throwing links in there. Thanks, guys. That way I don't have to. (laughs) Freehive.com.
0: Yeah, I see myself in that, and uh, we need more people doing that, especially in the creative space. So yeah, spread it yeah, around for sure.
5: You definitely should reach out to Ryan, the uh, the founder of a uh, Free Hive. He was really, really great and very, very open.
0: That's great. I certainly will. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
5: And in fact, that was that was one of the cool parts about being there and, and knowing people from Gnome and knowing people uh, from elementary. Just uh, as a lot of you know, I'm somewhat new to the open source community itself. I've been involved in Linux for seven years. I've been involved in running Linux on the desktop for about two and a half. But as far as the community goes, it's really been in the last few months. But within 15 minutes of the doors opening, I was able to talk to someone who was working on a way to monetize open source, um, applications. And basically I had just met, uh, Cassidy, not 10 minutes before. And so I was able to take the, take this gentleman and go, go talk to Cassidy because they're doing that right now with elementary OS. So it was, it was great to just be there and, and enable the, uh, enable the community. And I've nev- I've never tweeted so much in my life.
0: Well, thank you for the summary. That does sound like fascinating. It sounds like it was a really good event for you to go to. And so I'm really glad you could make it. And uh, how many people do you think, if you're going to take a wild guess, were in attendance?
5: Um, I think we averaged about 40 people a day with probably 60 to 70 unique um, people. So there's there's some people that were only there for a day or or two days. And then there's a few of us that were there every day. It sounds
0: really quite intimate actually as an experience. I'm glad you went. That's it,
5: it. It really was and intimate is definitely the the right word to describe the the technical exchange of, of ideas. Uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing some minor edits to all the, all the sessions and those will be coming out over the next few weeks. But uh, the, the talks were really uh, the sideshow. It was it was the work that got done. It was the exchanging of ideas. It was the fact that KDE and GNOME, um, people could see firsthand were not competing, that they were just two groups of people that both have a passion for desktop Linux and that uh, uh, they're... I think in the in the months and years to come we're going to see more collaboration between yep. the two projects. I know, it's
0: like, I know what you're saying when you say you see the two projects working together. It's like the the turf wars of the internet uh sort of uh. just completely become irrelevant. And it's just two people trying to solve a problem working together in Meet Space. That's the
5: best spirit. And we, we need both projects. Because for me, um, I, I can only speak for myself, but plasma doesn't work well for my workflow. Um, it brings back too many bad memories of all the years I, I ran Windows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. when I moved over from Mac OS, uh, Gnome maybe. 3 just it, it worked. It fit right into my workflow. Um, so we need both we need both projects. So you know the only people that would lose on a, on a turf war like that is you know the entire community.
2: Presumably, there was quite a lot of um, hype about GNOME 3.30 Then, um, pretty good timing with the release of that just having happened.
5: Yeah, that that was pretty convenient. We uh, we had a release party and had cake and went to a, uh, a retro arcade bar. Um, so there, you could you could carry a, a drink around and and play Galaga and Pac Man and, and some <laughs> some others. But uh, it was a really uh, it was a really convenient timing, um, and. and you know having having played with uh, 3.30 it I, I wish i could i was i was planning on coming on today and just being all excited and you've got to try this out but uh you know as as, as wes kind of alluded to uh the other day it, it's just another good release there's a bunch of bug fixes there's um there is a new podcast app, which I, I'm looking forward to trying, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of good work. It was hundreds of commits. It was hundreds of people working on it and, uh, you know, all in all, it's a, a great accomplishment. Uh, I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing my arch install right now, um, because I'm, I'm not running it on my main workstation. Uh, so if you're running Fedora, that should come out in Fedora 29, which is slated for the end of next month. So I'm, I'm, Debating uh, putting my my main system onto uh, onto the testing repos just because I, I really want to run it. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that drive. That is something. That is a spot I've been in. <laughs> I have um, <clears throat> as part of joining Linux Academy, I have a work machine coming to me. And Wes does as well. And uh, we got – is Popey still here? Yeah, Neon Popey. We got ThinkPads. We got ThinkPads.
1: Indeed.
0: So uh, very excited. We have ThinkPads that are going to – they're actually being shipped to us. So they'll be here probably in a week. And uh, I think I'm going to put Neon on it. Oh, Neon.
1: Okay, yeah. That makes
0: sense. I should do Kubuntu because we're doing Kubuntu on all of the production systems. But, uh, you know, I'd love an 1804 base. And I love the Fresh Plasma. (laughs) And so I was, uh, uh, Ron, I was kind of going to ask you, like, how is, what do I, is there an ISO? Can I just go right to the 1804 version of Neon when that machine arrives? Like, all my Neon boxes are still 1604 based.
4: The Neon uh, 1804 is a preview version. So it's still in like, it's in beta now. So it's, it's close to being released, but there's, there's still at least a couple weeks or so.
0: Do you think, uh, you think it's safe? I mean, you think, or you think it's, I mean, I feel like it's probably got to get beginning there, right?
4: Well the problem is is that some there's there's going to be bugs until they finish the migration between 1604 and 1804 so oh, they man. don't really know. Uh, I would it depends on what you're doing it for. Just really want fresh plasma. Yeah if it's not for the potential of, you know, catastrophic if you lose some stuff then I would you know it's fine.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it'd be catastrophic.
4: Yeah, if you're not storing everything cuz if you're doing stuff on the the production machines or on the stable release of a Ubuntu you should be fine if you're, yeah. if you like, if you don't store a bunch of stuff on there. I don't think it would break things, but there's some times where I had K win crash a few times. And uh, there's a couple times where I had K win just cr- pretty much just uh, obliterate itself and. Ooh. Not think it existed, so that the system wouldn't even boot. Like I happened, could get in TTY, yeah. but that was about it. We had that same so, problem
0: in the studio. happen once. Now, yeah. uh, so I'm thinking, like in a month, though, the laptop is gonna maybe. Well, I guess actually more than a couple of months. I'm sort of I'm sort of grounded for a few months, but, it, but eventually it'll be my travel broadcast machine. So I do want it to be pretty rock solid, but I probably have a few months before I before I before it's necessary.
2: So you need a rock solid distro on that laptop, right? And you're thinking about possibly. Neon, or maybe Kubuntu, well, Mm -hmm. Chris, come on, there's only one distro that you could put on that, Solus.